gorgeous listeners. Welcome back to Throwing Shade. Hope you all are doing marvelously. Alan, how are you? Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. I understand that today, first of all, we're going to be wrapping up all of this discussion that we've been, this interesting meaty discussion <laughs> about what demons <laughs> are made of. You see what I did there? Oh man, it was so good and inappropriate and not accurate at all. And so we're going to wrap that up. And I've also been instructed not to interrupt you. <laughs> we just have a <laughs> lot to cover. And let you finish I wanna, things. Yeah, I just want to make sure we get through it. Okay. Then we can have the discussion. So save your questions for like, you're going to want to interrupt me. So just, I, I know you already are, so. do. Yeah. And I just did. Okay. I'm going to practice a little bit of team tomb, a little bit of self retraction and humility. And it's going to be hard. Okay. Go ahead, Alan. Teach us things. Thank you. Okay. okay. Should we time it? <laughs> okay. Um, that was mean. So we're going to go back to the Ben Yehoyada, who we mentioned in previous uh, episodes. Okay. Um, so he brings that, he's actually bringing from the Itzchaim, another very Kabbalistic work. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he's speaking, Meaning tree of life. Correct. Where he's speaking about Shadim who have physical bodies in, more, in a more physical form. Okay. So uh, they come from, there's a certain type that have their bodies come from the two uh, elements mm-hmm. of fire and air, as we discussed. Cool. And that they, those shading does, uh, reside, they live in the element of air, wind. Mm-hmm. And, be- and the reason is because they have nefesh chai. We're going to come back to that in a minute. They have a living soul, a certain el- certain part of the soul that is living, nefesh chai. It's part of the Genesis story, and we'll come back to it. Okay. Moving on, um, uh, and then there are other there are there are types of shadim who have souls. Their soul is the nefesh doimen. It's the mm. earth kind of soul. Cool. Right, and they live in the dirt, in the technically in the dun- tunnels in the burrows of the earth. Mm-hmm. You're doing a good job, Miriam. Thank you. Um, and then there are those who have a soul that is uh, sprouting, like plant life, Aww. and they and they live in the seas and in the uh, pits. Oh, like S E A seas. Yes, oceans and pits. As opposed to what? Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, you felt obligated. Okay. Done. And they're Sorry. and they are called Tatain. They're called the low ones, and they are extremely evil. Really? Yeah. The plant ones are evil. Yeah. Wow. We're that when we hopefully uh, Hashem, we'll get to the some of the plant stuff that's in the Gemara. It's wild. Um, it's wild. Uh-huh. Ugh. Is this where all the animosity against vegans comes from? And then <laughs> <laughs> moving along, <laughs> um, there is a third kind. Um, that it that uh, has uh, their their soul is um, it speaks. It's a medaber. Mm. So we have the four kinds corresponding to the four elements, mm-hmm. the four kinds of life, which are doimem tameach, chai, and medaber, the, which translate roughly, very roughly, and very quickly to um, inanimate, like mm-hmm. earth. Um, Which is considered a kind of life. Right. Yeah. Like rocks and dirt and sand oh, and stuff. Love that. Um, and tzameach, uh, which is um, plant life. Chai, mm-hmm. like animal life. And medaber is humankind. Got it. It's the highest kind, highest form Podcasters. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the only species that podcasts. 
Well, the speak, it's what separates us from Medaber doesn't mean like speaking. Medaber it actually means praying. That like um, saying words of Torah and saying words of praise to God. That's what Medaber means. In this um, context. In this context. In modern yeah. Hebrew, Medaber means speak. But right. Yeah. Um, anyway, we <laughs> still got a lot more to go. Okay. So that was warranted. Okay, continue. It was fine. Okay, so um, and the the kind that speak uh, are come from the element of fire, and they are the highest of all of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, uh, without getting into too much more detail, there's another source from the MS Lyakov who comes and brings that there just like there are four uh, elements and four kinds of life, there are also these four bases, four foundations for. Shadim. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the reason I wanted to bring this up is because we have a contradiction uh, that some of our listeners may have already picked up on. Mm. If you remember way, way back when we talked about the origins of Shadim, we mentioned that one of their possible origins was that Hashem didn't quote unquote have time to finish their creation. Right. And therefore, what are we spending our time talking about bodies? Don't we know from that Medrash in Breshis Rabbah that Shadim don't have bodies. Right. So what could this physical stuff be that they're talking about if they don't have bodies? Right? Right. Okay. That is the question. <clears throat> so um, it's interesting that uh, in a few places, I'm just going to talk about one that's the Radvaz. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he talks in his sefer called Tamiya Mitzvahs that, you know, this this very question. And his his response is that in fact it's more like the medrash that they do not shadim do not have any kind of physical form at all mm-hmm. it's just that sometimes they take on a physical form they wear it like a, like clothing almost sure which we discussed a little bit in the last episode too mm-hmm. but um there's another really interesting one that i just wanted to bring which is that um a, a very obscure source to me at least uh the magalias hayam it's an interesting one. I mean, I've also never heard of the Radvaz. Radvaz is a big one. Really? Yeah. To who? To people who learn Gemara. Oh. <laughs> to not Miriam. And, okay. hal- and Halacha, generally. Oh. Um, anyway, so... Um, Wait, say this other one again? M- Magalias Hayam, the jewels of the sea. Oh. Um, huh. Yeah, I... Uh, but anyway, the point he actually brings from the Nitzutzay Or, which is a much more well-known sefer, at least to me, mm-hmm. um, that uh, so and and he and that in turn is bringing it from the Zayra Kodesh. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're getting more well-known. The Zohar. Thank you. Yes. Um, that um, uh, that basically there are two types of shadim. Some, mm-hmm. which according to the Medrash, do not have any body any physical form at all mm-hmm. but that there are some shading which are created with physical bodies mm-hmm. so the medrash is right when it's talking about that type mm-hmm. and the uh, other f- sources are right when they're talking about the, the other type so great and therefore there is no argument everyone's correct and everyone Let gets blue. a gold star how'd i do you did very well, but oh. I'm, and now we can we can take our break and open it up. Oh, to, now now I get to not talk some more. No, okay, let's take a break. Oh, <laughs> uh, if you count the break is okay, fine. <laughs> I didn't like that, Alan. <laughs> I didn't I'm very like I'm very 
appreciative. Yeah. Because we did get through it in the first segment. Thank you. I'm not sure I understand the merit in that, though. I feel like the appeal of these conversations is the nonsensical, witty back and forth. I'm not saying we shouldn't do that. (laughs) Okay. All right. Anyway, we tried it. It clearly failed as an experiment and we'll move on next time. (laughs) So... Okay, so something that I'd like to pick up on, which was sort of the what undergirded a lot of our conversation in the first section, was just these four different categories of life, which mm-hmm. I think is so interesting. Of the lowest one is domen, correct? Mm-hmm. And so, can you just say a little bit more about like the rabbis are ascribing to completely inanimate objects like rocks and dirt a kind of life? Sure. Right? Well, I mean, this is a big question in science and stuff like what how do you define life right yeah so the rabbi's definition includes um plant life and animal life and humankind right um and also uh the the diamond the the rocks and natural things that are not what we consider to be animate in in the scientific realm interesting also that humankind is a separate form of life than animal kind humans are not considered to be like animals Sure, that that surprises me less than like rocks are living things. Yeah, you know, I I mean, well, the entire, I, I mean, I think the premise of a lot of religion is that humanity is different from the animals. Okay, right? That we are that we have this special status that we were created particularly, um, that we have a different role, um, in the in the universe than all the other living things, um. But I don't know. I'm just intrigued by this idea that the rabbis like looked around at, you know, mountains and dirt and stuff like that and kind of felt like it it had a it was imbued with some kind of life force that needed to be recognized. Sure. It's a beautiful it's, idea. It's, it's it's even more than that. That there is um if you want to talk about Dimem specifically, uh there's a there are there's a Kabbalistic idea that there's this um uh I'm not sure I guess emotion called Yira. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if we've discussed that on this podcast. I don't think so. But Yira is this uh, emotion that is often translated as awe. Right. A-W-E or fear of, yeah. of Hashem or of, yeah. or of the heavens. Um, well, and often contrasted with Ahava, with love. Mm-hmm. and um, Which is inaccurate, in my right. opinion. It's not that it should be contrasted, Yeah. first of all. And second of all, the translation is inaccurate. Yeah. Um, I think we can pretty much work from that assumption, no matter what translation you're working from, right? Sure. It's the, sure, sure. the Alec thing of kissing through a sheet. Sure. Yeah. Why don't you say something about that? Huh? Oh, well, there's a there's this saying that um, reading in translation is like kissing a bride through a veil. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not kissing through a sheet. That was that was inappropriate. But le- I believe Sorry. it's attributed <laughs> to, to Chaim Nachman Bialik, who is uh, basically the national poet of Israel. Um and uh, wrote some really beautiful, interesting poetry, mostly in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Some think. in Yiddish. Some in Yiddish, really? He started in Yiddish. Oh, fascinating. He was a big trainer. And then abandoned Yiddish yeah. for Hebrew? Gosh. <laughs> okay. That's all I'll say on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so, um, uh, right. So how do we discuss Yira? Um in brief, and this is a huge subject, many, many swarm have been written about Yira, attaining it, what is it? You know, like, I'm just going right. to give my best. There's a couple of different examples. Um, one is, uh, th- that I've heard is, um, you know, imagine that uh, you're in the palace of the of the king. Mm-hmm. 
And the king loves you so much that he decides to open up his treasury to you. Mm. And he brings you down to the treasury of the palace mm-hmm. and opens the door and shows you this entire, you know, mm. uh, unbelievable thing. The, 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 it's unimaginable, the wealth, the, the you know, uh, uh, the riches that are there. Yeah. Um, and uh, he says, it's all yours. Take what you want. Yeah. Hmm. That moment, the feeling you, the get feeling when that you have in that moment nice. is Yira, hmm. right? Hmm. Um, I've also heard it described like this. And it's, a, it's, it's in a way, it's the same emotion, mm-hmm. I think. Um, the emotion that one has when one realizes that they have um, an extremely great responsibility upon their shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a human being. Yeah. We have a great responsibility. That's Yira. Yeah. Right. Um, as opposed to Ahava, which is the, the, the not again, not as opposed to it's 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 con, con, it's conjoined. It's together with Ahava. Sure. And you need them both. And Baal Shem Tov talks about that quite a bit. Yeah. Um, as two wings of a bird. And if you only have one, the bird doesn't fly. <laughs> right. Um, Poor bird. You need them both. Yeah. Yeah. Flopping that's around so on the I, circle on the ground. But like, um. <laughs> oh God, that's such a sad image. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I've heard Yura defined, and I apologize that I can't really n- nail the source where I heard this, but um, something similar that it's this, it's this sense of um, being uh, being part of an epic landscape. To use some language from Jane McGonigal, <laughs> who who's you know a futurist and has done a lot of game design and things like that, but um, she talks about this idea of being you know um, how how games that people immerse themselves in are creating these this epic landscape of this um, you know th- this entire world that you can throw yourself into and become someone else and and feel like you have a sense of control there. Um, and being part of that epic landscape, you know, walking up to this, these, uh, these elements that have such majesty and such sort of staying power and the feeling that's invoked in you then when you realize sort of how big everything is and how small you are and yet how important all of it is. Um, it's kind of, I, I've heard it equated to the, the feeling of, you know, being at some place like Stonehenge. Right, which is which is truly an epic lahavdil, lahavdil, which is like pagan but epic <laughs> and um and really awe awe inspiring, right? That sense of Yira of like this is um just the like the majesty of it and um feeling that that tug of the bigness of everything and the smallness of you and the interconnectedness of it all. In a way, Stonehenge is maybe not the best example. I think more like, like natural landscapes might be more appropriate. But I hear what same you're kind saying. Of deal. Well, I hear what you're saying, and 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 a part of me is um, gonna go right. It's gonna jump off right from where you 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 know you you you, you set the ball, and I'm about to spike it from, from right right from where you were. I don't get the sports reference. Okay, yeah. Anyway, um, it was a so whatever the golf thing is that bad you just said. <laughs> <laughs> a bad attempt on my part too. No, but um I would just challenge you for like, you know, I think that there is merit in that. Mm-hmm. But what responsibility was would one f- feel by seeing Niagara Falls or the Grand Canyon or some natural landscape that's awe-inspiring like you say? There's the bigness and well, the smallness the, and how important I one mean, is. 
I think there are plenty of environmental activists who would have lots to say on what your responsibility is. But I think it's just like the the acknowledgement of that of that connectedness and what does that mean for the role that I play in the rest of the universe. So it's not quite as it's not not quite as clear cut as saying like I have the specific responsibility of like the weight of these meets votes or like connecting to, you know, the master of the universe or whatever it might be. But it is that big small tension and understanding where you fit in the grand scheme of things. Okay. I, I, I actually think that it is though. Like, um, I think that there is a connection there and this is actually where I'm going with this spiking the ball. We're going somewhere. Oh, spike away. Yeah. Um, so excited uh, for the badminton. The reason why are we talking about year all of a sudden is part of the reason is because there's this Kabbalistic idea that I mentioned is, um, Yira is one of those things that de- that increases the farther down the scale of life you go. Meaning that if you start at the top where humans mm-hmm. are, Medaber, yeah. um, Yira naturally is a very low percentage or, you know, uh, it's very difficult to come by for mm-hmm. humans. Mm. And as you go farther down, animals have more Yira than humans. Uh-huh. And plant life has more Yira than animals or humans uh-huh. but doimim that which is so full of yira that it cannot even we can't even recognize it as life scientifically yeah has so f- is, is is the most full of yira that's fascinating and i also feel like it you know driving with our previous the previous points in the in the conversation that like yira is invoked in a lot of these natural landscapes where you're surrounded by right rocks and dirt and trees and That's all a, these things that I agree hmm. but but even more so that um this I shouldn't say even more so this has been my experience like yes you see the, these things and in a lot of people it inspires awe mm-hmm. for me I hold a rock in my hand just a tiny you know the one rock that fits in my hand mm-hmm. and as a meditative device just staring at it if anybody if any of our listeners want to try this yeah um uh, you ask the question, how could the rabbis look at that and see life in it? Mm. But, you know, every rock pretty much seems yeah. different to me, at least. Yeah. And, you know, there is something about that that is alive to me. Mm. Do you and, think and that's... deep inside it is, I know deep inside that rock is Yira that is mm. moving, you know, that is mm. so much Yira that it's, it's, it's inspiring to me to want to have more Yira. Yeah. That, that kind of thing. And so much so that they're that they're then shadium who are the um, you know invoked as the the foil to that who are sort of balancing out those different forms of life and mm-hmm. uh, taking on the other side of that because there's these there we come back to these conversations of of uh, you know having the the upper side and a lower side sort of match and so if you have these four different categories of life of course that they're of course they're echoed in the the world of shading mm-hmm. um that's fascinating do you think that's what our two-year-old is thinking about when he's marching around with that rose quartz that he found i hope so yeah i don't know mm, he's so full of yura just not for me like maybe okay okay <laughs> okay it's getting a little too much uh <laughs> he's a cute information all right <laughs> anyway thanks alan sure folks well now if you had it in your head to ask the question do rocks trees and animals demon 
The answer is yes. <laughs> right? We've basically determined yeah, that. Some humans. Hashtag does it de- definitely some humans. This is absolutely hu- accurate. Human looking people. Human looking people. Yeah, we'll go with that. It sounds like we're in a video game where we have to determine <laughs> or that amazing sketch. Anyway, um, yes, totally. You're talking about the scene from Men in Black? I am not, but that's good too. Do you know what I'm talking about? I was, no, I was thinking of Key and Peele, <laughs> but. Um, oh, yeah, that's good too. We'll tweet it out. This is not useful information. Okay, so um, we've covered our hashtag does a demon for like all the things. Yes, the answer is yes. It all demons. And um, finally, we've come to a yes in the does a demon category. All the things. So that's fabulous. (laughs) Hey, 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 you. I had to keep my mouth shut for the first third of the episode. (laughs) So now we will we'll close out with our with our action item. And now, Alan, you may speak. I understand you have something (laughs) to share. You have an action item for our lovely shade throwers, our gorgeous listeners. Um, sure. I think that exploring nature, mm. what we think of as nature, going out into wooded areas, going to see beautiful natural formations around yeah. us, mm-hmm. um, can be very, uh, you know, meditative. But on a deeper level, when our mindset is appropriate it can bring us closer to Hashem and I think you know uh, bring us higher levels of Yira and for example the case of uh, Doman which we discussed yeah 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 and spring is a coming it doesn't really feel like it around here but eventually eventually we will be complaining about the heat and that'll (laughs) be great (laughs) sounds good um amazing shade throwers you're beautiful you matter the world needs you thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us we will catch you next time on another edition of throwing shade better living through jewish demonology see y'all later